Connect and be blessed by the teachings of Pastor Charles Sinyaba, which will enable you to live a distinguished and supernatural life. Pastor Charles Sinyaba is a young and anointed man of God and preacher of the gospel. He is the head pastor of the Hopewell Revival Church, a vibrant supernatural youth church and the praying family, a non-denominational fellowship on KNUST campus. Have an expectation and prepare your hearts to receive from God as you connect to the undiluted word of God. Let's delve into today's message. God is expecting you. The last point God gave me was, God is expecting you to be blessed so that you can be a blessing. Yeah. Sit down. Believe it. Yeah, trust God to bless you. God is healing cancer. I can't wait for your testimony, though. I can't wait. May God change your story. God is healing somebody's right knee. A knee condition is being healed. Hallelujah. Carry me. Something will carry you today. Something will carry you today. Anyone who is meant to travel before the end of the year, I command your travel doors open. Let them open. Let them open. Let them open. Open. Let them open. One of our daughters, she came for the botanical gardens. She's traveling tomorrow. Faces are calling. Faces are calling. In the name of Jesus, any embassy that bounds you, if I be called of God, I declare from today, divine acceptance. Divine acceptance. Divine acceptance. Shout, I will be accepted. As I stand on this chair, any chair you must sit in before the end of this month, I declare you seated. I don't like your amen at all. Listen, maybe probably God anointed me today for you. I declare in the name of the Lord Jesus, any side you must be seated upon. I decree and I declare by the power of the Holy Ghost, be seated. Amen. Be seated. Amen. Be seated. Amen. Sit down. Listen, can we pray only one prayer? Whatever they meant for evil for me, Lord, turn it for my good. I, uh, can we pray that prayer? Anything Satan, listen, Satan can plan it, but God can turn it. Anything Satan did that was meant to swallow you, may God turn it for your good. Anything they meant for shame, may God make it for your glory. Shall my father, as I clap and pray, under this anointed, under this anointed, anything Satan meant for evil, as I clap and pray, in my life, in my academics, in my family, my mother's life, my father's life, anything Satan meant for evil, as I clap by the anointed, turn it for good, turn it for good, clap your hands and pray. Let's pray. 
For good, if they said it is standing for your good, evil declarations are turning for your good, evil imaginations are turning for your good, they are turning for your good, they are turning for your good. The disappointment is standing for your good, the disgrace is standing for your good, the delays are turning for your good. Say they are turning. Sit down. Amen. Luke 13, 6. They are turning for your good. They will turn for your good. The doors, you see, sometimes uh, the doors can bounce for your good. The disgrace can come for your good. Do you know why? Satan was celebrating until the Bible says, if the prince of this world had known he wouldn't have crucified. So even though Jesus was crucified, but if Satan had known what would come after the crucifixion. So sometimes some friends can lie over you, but they don't know that it is a step for your upliftment. Say it is a setup. Then Jesus used this illustration. A man planted a fig tree in his garden and came again and again to see if there was any fruit. Now there is a lady with a lamp in your left breast. It melts now. It melts now. In the name of Jesus. I said it melts now. Any pains in your breast, it melts now. In the name of the Lord Jesus. I cast that infirmity. 
you are not enjoying church, but you enjoy club. I'm telling you. Don't do church and do the well though. Then Jesus used this illustration. A man planted a fig tree in his garden and came again and again to see if there was any fruit on it. So you realize that the man planted a tree in the garden and came expecting to have fruit. Now who gave this illustration? God. And Jesus is telling us who God is. Now when God makes you, there is an expectation he's expecting from you. Jesus said, a man planted a fig tree in his garden and came again and and to see. To see simply means he came expecting to have fruit and he didn't. The same way in the book of Genesis, you realize that in Genesis chapter 3, the Bible declares, and the voice of what came walking in the garden expecting to see Adam and Eve. Now, we are serving a God of expectations. We are serving a God of what? Come on church, first let me hear. We are serving a God of what? Now, there are three types of expectations in life. Number one, we have the expectations of God. Hallelujah. The expectations of the righteous and the expectation of God. So this scripture reveals that the man who planted a fig tree came to the tree expecting to find fruit. Okay, now let me forget about this man and go to Jesus himself. The other day, the Bible declares in Matthew chapter 21, verse 19, Jesus saw a fig tree and Jesus went to the tree to see if he could find any fruit. And the Bible said he could not find anything. Now, this illustration simply means that sometimes when we are there, God comes to us expecting to see something in our lives. I don't know if you are getting me. And Jesus, he noticed a victory beside the road. He noticed emerald. And Jesus noticed Sewa beside Cain Westy. And he went over to see if Sewa was producing fruit. But when Jesus came to Sewa, Jesus realized that Sewa is beautiful, but she's not producing fruit. So now the Bible says that, and he went over to see if there were any fish on it. Jesus was passing by and saw a tree planted. Now when the tree was afar, it looked as though it was producing fruit until Jesus went closer. Adam and Eve, when God was afar, God thought they were working until God got closer and they were hiding behind a tree. Now, when God looks afar, some of you, you look like a Christian until God comes closer. He noticed a fig tree beside another person who say afar. And he went close. Now, let me ask you a question. When God comes close to you, what would he expect to see? It is true you are singing all sort of songs. It is true you are wearing an African wear. It is true you are part of the choir. It is true Pastor Charles was preaching. But when God comes closer, what would he expect to see? Because when God is up, how many have realized that some trees, when they are far, they look so green. And when you go expecting to find fruit, you realize that there is nothing. There are many Christians, when they are far, they speak tongues. They sing, I, hey, hey, Ah, ah, ah. but when you come close to them empty and he came to the tree 
He went over to see if there were any fish on it, but there were only leaves. Only leaves. There are many of you where, when you are far, you look like a good Christian until we come close into your closet. Put no on your phone. And the church is changing. As I am preaching, you are checking score line. Because what better? As Jesus was passing, he thought the people were praying until he got there, they were having sex. The fig tree is a typology of Christians. He came closer to the expecting. A man planted fig tree, expecting to have fruit, and there was no the devil, and the man was disappointed. And many of us are disappointing God. Because from afar, we are acting as Christians until people come closer to you. Imagine a lady claiming to know to be beautiful but don't know how to cook. Where's your beauty? A hey, man of God, eh, our beauty is not in what we cook. Eh? Eh? What are the things God is expecting from us? Number one, God is expecting you to have a strong prayer life. Many of you, you look so spiritual in your room. You can't pray for 30 minutes. From afar, people say, hey, get away the oil. Hey, oil, oil, sorry, oh. Because every Sunday you go to church. Don't deceive people by the green leaves because when they come closer, they will not see any fruit. Am I talking to somebody? He went over to see if there were figs on it, but there were only leaves. Then he said to it, may you never bear fruit again. God pronounced a curse because the person was living a dual life. Duality will always attract a curse. Now, what is a dual life? To pretend as though you are a Christian, but you are not. For instance, as we are all here, everybody here looks like a holy mother virgin Mary. But you know, you know. From afar, you look green until Jesus comes close to see whether there is a fruit. God is expecting you to bear a fruit. When Jesus came closer and could not find any fruit, he cursed the tree. He cursed the tree. When God came to the garden and said, Adam, where are you? God was expecting Adam to be doing something. When God realized that Adam was not found in doing what he was expected to do, there was a curse pronounced. So sometimes, some of us are fighting God. We think we are fighting Satan. Why? God made you to bear fruit. But from afar, you look like a green leaf. But when, you, when God comes closer to you, there's a different personality altogether. How many realize that you met a certain guy, you felt like, oh, he was a cool Holy Ghost brother. Until he sent you a picture, can I see your boots? You were shocked. How many ladies have experienced that before? Eh? You felt like he said, Spirito. He said, send me something of you. I said, show me something. What did he say to you? Give her a microphone. When Manel saw the guy from afar, Manel felt like, ah, brother, so, so, and so. Brother Abraham is a spirit-filled man. Until Brother Abraham sent Sister Manel, Sister Manel, good morning. May the Lord be with you. Sister Manel, I feel led by the Spirit of God to ask you to show me something. I. Uh-huh. Papa, in fact, his name was Brother Abraham. Hey! 
I am a prophet. I am a prophet. Am I preaching to somebody? Sit down. There is a lady in overflow. You have taken a naked picture of yourself and you have sent it. Okay. Very soon you'll be in a daily graphic. Meanwhile, your, all your roommates know you to be a holy cook. But until God resumed some of you were, when you are from afar, even me, some of you see me like, hey, but it's just, I'm not saying I'm doing anything bad. Let me change it before someone say, hey. He went over to see if there were any fix. He went over to see whether truly they were speaking in tongues. And he realized that they were kissing in tongues. So when God comes over to see, what would he find? That's the question. You see, you may be, listen, you can act all you want. You can pretend all you want. But the truth is, the one to judge you is the one you must be careful about. Yeah? You see, you can pretend to, oh, daddy, Charles, that you've been a blessing to me. Since the, since the day I met you, Pastor Charles, you have been so a blessing to me. There is an anointing, though. What are you? I'm telling you. You remember that song? From the day I met you, girl, deben, deben, deben. You two say, oh, Pastor Charles, from the day I met you, Pastor Charles. Jesus went over to see whether a Rama was really bearing fruit as she's speaking into. Now, as we hear, Lord, turn it, Lord, turn it. God, and God, and God, is, God will send an angel, go closer and see whether she's really clean. The angel came and said, God, report Yamuzu. Why am I saying this? The Bible declares that in Sodom, God sent angels to go and check whether it's true or not. God said, You see, they are with the money to the point that their sin came up. Whilst people's prayers are going up, people's sins were going up. They sin her, and God had to send two agents go and confirm. When the angels go, they can confirm confirm angels from the top. That is the extent to which sin has increased. Whereby people don't fear God anymore. The people told Lot and Esther. Lot said, I have a virgin. And the people said, if we needed a virgin, we wouldn't have asked you. And it tells you the, 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 the level of sinful they were. They didn't care. And there are some of you, the things you are doing here, it is unimaginable. The things you are doing. And you, you call yourself a proud Christian. When God comes close, what would he find you doing? When you are far, everybody sees you as a holy co. You are in the choir. Oh, you are holy, oh, holy. Holy, holy, holy. Holy. Hey. So when one brother sees you from afar, he says, hey, that girl, she's, she's spiritual. Until we zoom the lens. How many of you stood afar and took a picture? But you couldn't take it, you have to zoom it. When you zoom, you say, oh, your brains are near, your brains are near. So some of you spiritual brazers have embraced you. Jesus was passing by and he saw the three. 
From afar. Why would Jesus go closer? He went for closer because from afar, it looked as though it has bare fruit. Until Jesus went closer. The question is, when God comes closer to you, what would he find? You must ask yourself that question. God is expecting you, number one. The Bible declares that the disciples were asleep. And Jesus came, expect, he was expecting them to be praying, you know, but they were asleep. Some of you are a sleeping machine. Darling, please be careful who you greet early in the morning. You may be greeting things. Am I preaching to somebody? Found a flower in the church. And the way she was singing, I, I had the I promptings in my... And, and the guys who do this. You see, the guy has gone home and the guy is testifying about the girl to have... When I met her, boy, 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 I thank God I went to that church. The way that girl was leading that song, I realized that God was ministering to my heart. Oh, boy, no worry, no. Because the way she was leading the opening song, it means she will be the one to open my life. When I saw the way the protocol guy it was protocoling things, I think he will be the father of my children. Until one day you saw brother so so and so watching Pono Pono Pono. Oh, brother Solomon, what are you doing? Also, I'm learning new skills for our wedding. Hi, from afar. He's a good protocol boy. But when we go closer, he's a skilled pornography actor. So what is your original identity when God draws closer? You must ask yourself that question. Everybody looks innocent. Everybody. Look at the D in the, in the suit. Powerful suit. Until God zooms. You, 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 you. You see the way you are seated? You are seated on the throne. The lion and the lamb. Oh, they go away, go away. Hey, damn. Seated on the throne. And you see, the way she's quiet. I mean, I'm even scared of quiet people than loud people. Quiet people like, oh, Pastor Charles, God bless. I was really touched by your word. I knew that this service was meant for me. Bless you, man of God. Jesus went to see. When he saw the tree, Jesus was like, wow. And he told Peter, Peter, we have found the tree, let's go. Because Jesus was hungry. Jesus is a typology of God. And he's trying to tell us that God can be hungry. And what are the things God is hungry of? Number one, fellowship. Fellowship. God wants to have it. How many of you are dating something? You are hungry. You're not hungry for food. You're hungry for fellowship. Koinonia. You just want somebody to talk to you and say everything is alright. I'm not lying. See that. When the weather is cold, you need a voice. Yeah. When your phone is dead, you need an electricity. Yeah. I'm giving you worse. My God. Are you getting what I'm saying? You see, do you know that we, we know that people would spare our cool people and good people? Hmm. 
Now, that's the picture we have drawn until we zoom the lens. And they are brilliant. They more bomb. Bumper. You see, how many realize that you are innocent, but you know you, people defend you as the most innocent boy they've ever met. And once they defend you, you're like, hmm. <laughs> <laughs> like sometimes when I'm defending somebody, then I'm going to answer. Then the team no they be a question of apostle And he went closer to see. And God was walking in the garden expecting to have the usual fellowship he had with Adam. Only to realize that Adam was hiding. So what are you hiding from God? And God said, Adam, where are you? First thing, where are you? Where are you simply means I expect you to be here. Why are you not there? So what are the things God is expecting? Number one, God is expecting you in the place of prayer. How come you are not in a prayer meeting? God is expecting your eyes to be open. Oh, that. Jesus came and saw them asleep. And said, oh, why are you, why are you asleep? I expect you to be awake and pray. Number one expectation is fellowship. God is expecting you and I to have fellowship. Jesus went to the victory expecting it to bear fruit. When Jesus comes to you, he expects you to bear the fruit of prayer. You must be a praying believer. That's why this week we are going to have four days of prayer. Many of you, when you come to church, you can pray, but when you're alone, you can pray. Be honest, I want to help you with something. Oh, be honest, give me away, give me away. Shame Satan, shame Satan. So you realize that when you come to church, you are like a green leaf. But when you're alone, when Jesus comes closer, you are like you are nobody. Yeah. He expects you to pray whilst we're in church, whilst we're not in church. Me, I pray all the time. Today, whilst I was in the flight, I was speaking in tongues. That's why I teach you that you don't need to have a prayer time. You can be working and be praying. You can be working and be praying. You can be bathing. Yeah. yeah. I told you the other time that God gave the world to Adam. Do you know that it's not easy to control the world? But yet, God knew that Adam would be busy, but God expected Adam to give him a slot. If the slot you can give God is 30 minutes, he likes it. At least in the day, have a slot for God. A slot of prayer. 30 minutes prayer. That's what Jesus said. Couldn't you have waited with me for one hour? He was, that means that you take all the 23 hours. Give me one slot. So God expects you to have a prayer life. Number two. God is expecting you to spend much time with him. So number one, the scripture is Matthew 26, 40 to 45. Number two. God is expecting you to have much time with him. How many of you feel more in love when you, are, when you spend more time with him? It's like when you go to meet him and he's, he's touching you, you are touching her. You touch him, you touch her. You see, it makes you feel love. Say love. How many of you you went to visit your guy? You said you're going to stay for one day. But after a touch, you said, no babe, I got to stay for two more days. I got to stay. When Moses entered the mountain, I believe Moses would have wanted to come down until the presence of God came upon the mountain. The guy spent 40 days. God is expecting you to spend much time. It's an expectation. You look like somebody who has spent time with God until God came closer. And God said, ah. Father, Father, thank you. Abba. 
One day. Boys, boys, you are not going to go on the ADD. And they say, I don't know about you, say, or Philippines. On boy, we are not some pioneer in the or static cartons, or the ADD. Are they? I'm going to go on the Father, thank you. Mashakatakata. No matter who be a friend of Kwame Usu. Ojasi will be a. Ojay, now he's a Roman father. Ojay, Jay, Jay, Jay. As a message, I give you something in the Ah, thank God. Shakavana, once I born again, now I was born again there. Shatakavana, we sanctify this, we purify this. What in the name of the name? How many of you would want to date a guy who doesn't spend much time with you? You call him, no, I'm busy, I'm busy, I'll call you back. You start thinking that he has found somebody, right? And especially when you call him and the number is busy. Will you be happy? God came to Adam and Eve expecting to spend time with them. God wants to spend time with you. Yeah. God wants to spend time with you. Yesterday, I couldn't stop. When I woke up, I, I, I was so tired. So I woke up around 8, started praying. And I said, if I don't take care of flight, I go take bus. But when I was on the bed, you see, there is a realm when you get into air. All you just want is the presence of God. And God wants to have time with you. Make time for God. He is expecting. Just like Jesus saw the fruit from afar. He thought they were fruit until he got closer. When God comes closer, would he find a man who is spending more time with him? Or is he will find a man who is spending more time on his phone. Some of you spend more time doing TikTok videos. And you spend more time looking out for who is viewing your videos. As though you were a celebrity. When even your own class, people don't know you. My God. I don't know who did my time and my children. preach it. God is expecting to have fruit from you. John chapter 15, verse 16. Every one of you, you are meant to win souls. Tell somebody you are meant to win souls. So winning. John chapter 15. The Bible says, you did not choose me, but I have chosen you that you may go. Every one of us, God has an expectation. That this, my brother here, hold on there, spare pass. All the spare pass people are the people God wants you to win to him. In our next botanical guys meeting, I want you to bring five people. John chapter 15. You have not chosen me, but I have chosen. What's your name, my brother? Bafor. Did you choose God or God chose you? God chose you. So God has. Bafor did not choose God, but God has chosen Bafor, and God has appointed Bafor and planted Bafor. So that Bafor will go to where do you sell your, your things? Bafor, after Bafor comes to church, Bafor must go to magazine and start talking to magazine friends. Charlie, Jesus is real. And you start telling them, Charlie, next church meeting, I want to bring you to a church. I want to bring Manel, you did not choose God. Now, why am I saying this? Now, do you know that if you choose people to work for you, you dictate for them. But if somebody chooses you to work for them, they dictate for you. Now, how many of you can boastly say you chose God? But how many of you believe that God chose you? Now, if you believe that God chose you, the scripture is saying that you did not choose him, but he chose you. And why did he choose you? He chose you that you may go. Go where? To where you are. You don't need to go to Dubai before you preach. Oh, Mr. Apostle, no, don't worry. Because you can. Why my boy, I mean, evangelism on Evangelism on call. Even your class friends, you don't want to speak in those for them to hear. 
Oh, cotton sassy. You don't want your parents to know you speak in tongues. You don't want anybody to know. Is it a white man you don't know that you want him to know you are on fire? One day, one daughter of mine said, Apostle, pray for me to get uh, a visa to travel. I said, work for God. I said, Apostle, there are more branches there I will go and work for. I said, no, no. So, I said, I said, I said, you did not choose me, but I have chosen that you might go and bear fruit and keep on what? Bearing. So winning is a responsibility for everybody. It's not for the pastor. Did he mention any pastor's name there? Oh, come on, check. Did he mention any pastor's name there? So God is expecting you and I to win souls. But for your friends may go to hell if you don't open up to them. Melody brought you to church. Look at how God has touched your life. That's the same way God wants to touch the life of your friends. And God is expecting you to be a bridge to them. Last but one point. God is expecting total obedience from you. Many of you don't obey God. We only obey God when the circumstances is okay with us. Oh, I feel like this one that I can obey God. Am I talking to somebody? Imagine me kissing this girl. Anwaka eh. Why? Because you don't expect me to be kissing her, right? That's the same way God does not. You see, some of you think God expects pastors to live a holy life, but God doesn't expect you to live a holy life. Who, who gave you that idea? Tell somebody God is expecting you to obey Him. Genesis 22, verse 1 to 3. God expects total obedience. Say total obedience. Now, do you know that? Purity and holiness can be equated to obedience. Anyone who obeys God will automatically walk your purity. Because your obedience will lead you out of sin into righteousness. Your disobedience will lead you out of righteousness into sin. Adam and Eve were right with God until they disobeyed God. But as far as they obeyed God, they were in touch with God. So your disobedience will detach you from God and your obedience will connect you to God. Am I talking to somebody? How many of you have realized that when you fornicate, you feel far from God? Okay, let me say sin. Okay, fornication, that's what we say. Mm, man of God. But why? Let me preach. How many of you have realized that anytime you do something bad, you don't feel like coming to church? <clears throat> Who else? You don't feel like coming to church? Because disobedience becomes an enemy to your work with God. But I haven't realized that when you fast for four days, five days, you feel the anointing of God and you feel like, ah, is it time for service? Yes, because fasting is a commandment from God and when you obey it, it brings you more closer to God. Adam and Eve were more closer to God. Why did God call Abraham his best friend? Do you know why? In Genesis chapter 12, Abraham obeyed God. God kept asking Abraham to do unusual things and Abraham obeyed. Let me tell you something. In this our Christian work here, there are, there are junctions God will tell you to do things you never, you, you least expected to do. Imagine when my father died. God was still expecting me to preach. Can I say this? With God, there is no holiday. With God, there is nothing like I am tired. With God, Abra Moses was caught at the age of 80. 80 years. Abba. 80 years. What is saying? It will the calling Because and you see, the calling of God is without repentance. That means no matter how you run away from God, if you get to 102, God will still call you. Then imagine 102 I hear evangelism. Take that. Yes, you Yes, you 
You better respond now. First, are you getting me? God expects you to obey him when it comes to soul winning. God expects you to obey him. Adam and Eve, as far as they obeyed God, they were enjoying the blessings of God. When they disobeyed, they lost everything. Disobedience will lead you to lose everything God has given you. No matter how much God loves you, God will never love you above your disobedience. Imagine you have employed somebody to work with you and you love the person after the person emptied your, your, your wallet or your, your bank account. Would you still love the person? After this event, God tested Abraham and proved Abraham and said to Abraham, Abraham, he said, here I am, verse 2. God said, take now your son, your only son whom you love and go to the region of Moriah. Offer him there as a burnt offering upon one of the mountains of which I will tell you. Abraham for many years didn't have a son. And God promised him, I'll give you a son. And after God gave him a son, God tell him, kill your son. What kind of God are you? God opens the door for you to travel to UK. The moment you get to UK, God tells you, come back. How many of you think that God will never tell you to come back after getting to the UK? You hear a voice, my son, turn back to Ghana. You say, now lie. This is not be God. What your business may for airport to but I'm telling you that God expects you to what obey Him, whether it is suits you or not. Our obedience to God is not conditional. It's not when, when it, you say some of you when it rains, you don't feel like coming to church. You have a conditional obedience. When my father died, the next he died this Saturday. The next Sunday I was preaching. The very day we went to bury him, I was doing preaching. I was we were, we were planning program at my father's barrier. A woman came to me, said, "Man of God, what are you doing?" I said, "We are planning program." He said, your father was buried today. I said, yes, he's buried. Let the dead bury the dead, according to scripture. God said, take your son, your only son, whom you love. God will always test your love by letting you do things unusually. Yeah? Yeah? God, you see, God will test whether you love him by telling him, don't fornicate. He said, if you are able to stay without fornicate, it's a proof that you love God. Anyone who fornicates, is a proof that your love for God is very low. Because if you love somebody, you wouldn't want to hurt them. That's why when you, you send the guy a test, do you truly love me? Why did you do this to me if you truly love me? And God is also sending you a test through what? Genesis chapter 22. Take your son, your only virginity, and sacrifice it. That means don't let the guy see it. Let him marry you. A test message from God to you. To you. Have you received it? It's on your phone. Take your son, your only son, whom you love, and go to the offer him there as a burnt offering upon one of the mountains. Which are let's look at what Abraham did. Did Abraham say, God, you are a wicked God, God, you are a mafia God? No, he didn't saw God. Verse 3. So Abraham rose up early in the morning, saddled his donkey, and took two of his young men with him, and he split the wood for burnt offering. Abraham didn't question God. He just got up and went. You waited for so many years for your only son. Then after the boy grows to a point where he's about to take over, God says, sacrifice him. And Abraham says, yes sir, I will sacrifice. In our work with God, eh, God would expect you to obey him in an unusual way. God expects you not to go to the club. God expects you not to listen to worldly song. It's an expectation. Maybe from afar, you are shouting in your room. Until God closer, God, God closer, and you were listening to Miss Bell. I've been 16 years. I'm gonna be like this. So it will be too old. I am your own. 
until we go closer, it is, it is I've been 60 years. I'm going to be like this. Oh, you see, see, the oh, and I'm your own. It's oh, oh. So the angel thought you were singing, I'm your own. Until you, the angel came and realized a 27 year old is singing, I've been 60 years. God expects you to obey him. Whether you are happy, whether you don't be happy about it. Apostle, you don't know what I'm going through. This man is the man taking care of me. Without him, I'm nothing. And God says, break away. Break away. Sacrifice for some whom you love. God would always be specific with the things he wants you to obey. Say, hey. Last one. God expects us to give towards his kingdom. God blesses us so that we can always ensure that there is enough provision in his house. Look at how God blessed Lisa. Stand up. God blessed her with money. When there was a need, she didn't keep it. Anytime God blesses you, he doesn't expect you to keep what he has blessed you with. Remember he said to Abraham, I will bless you so that you will be a blessing. God blesses us, not for us, but so that through us, others will have faith in God. That is why today I'm rest assured that some of you financially, God is about to turn things around. God is about to turn things around. Imagine if some businesses begin to do it. Who to employ a lot of people? Many youngest are doing bastard because there is nobody to employ them. But today, about 21 businessmen are rising out of this place. And your business will spread across Africa. Malachi chapter 3 verse 10. So number one, God expects you to have a strong prayer life. Number two, God expects you to spend more time with him. Number three, God expects you to serve him. Imagine if you're part of the protocol. Wouldn't it be nice? Yeah. This is my son. He's a student. But he's serving God. I was watching the, uh, the Light the Fire video and I saw the sounds of hope doing offspring. The video was watching us a certain girl. I thought she was a wife. But it is a sign that everywhere I go, I will serve my God. He did not only go there to receive, he also went there to give his offspring skills. Some of you, God has given you abilities, you can sing. Everybody here is gifted, but many of you are hiding your gifts. You must serve God with your gifts. Do you know you getting me? You must serve God with your gift. I'm telling myself, Daniel, this, this guy, he should be part of the media team. Taking pictures, editing things. God expects every one of you to what serve Him. Why? Revelation four eleven. The Bible says He created all things for His pleasure. That means God created you to please Him. Worthy are you, O Lord, to receive glory and honor and power and dominion. You created all things, and by Your will they were brought into being and they were created. God has a purpose for creating you. And number one purpose of creating you, number one is for you to please him by serving him. And number two, for you to change your world. The endless expectation of creation awaits the manifestations of the sons of... So you serve God and you serve humanity with a gift and talent. And today, I prophesy over somebody, may the Lord empower your gifting. How many of you have realized that Pastor Alvin is serving God and humanity by the gift God has given him? So the question I'm asking is, what has God given you? And is God benefiting from anything he has given you? Are you only serving the world? Like my brother Bafo, are you only selling spare parts? Or you have a spare time for God? That is why every good driver has a spare time. A spare time is if anything happens. 
Serving the world is a spare time. Serving God is the main time. So the last point, we are meant to be givers to the kingdom of God. Malachi chapter 3. He says, some of you, eh, all the monies God gave you was not to just to prove to you that you have money. was for you to give enough. Now Malachi chapter 3 verse 10. How many of you are ready to give to God? God told Abraham, I will bless you. Overflow. I see seven people God is about to bless. He will change your finances by fire. Yeah. Hey. Nigeria eh? Somebody can just walk to a pastor. Pastor, how much did you say the land is? Pastor, don't raise funds. I'll go pay up. And you see things happening, you're like, hey, things are happening. There are men God has blessed in that country and they are doing things. I'm telling you. Bring all the tithes, the whole 10% of your income into the storehouse. Your income simply means what God allows to come into your life. In that means God opens some windows, some financial breakthroughs. God causes people to dash you money. God lets business boom. God does not let business boom so that your shoes will increase. No. God gives you much breakthrough so that you can make provision for his house. How many of you are now understanding why God is about to bless you? Anytime God blesses you, he expects you to give back to him. Look at this. Bring all your tithes into the storehouse that there may be food in my house and prove me now. So that means after you are provided for the things of God, then you are ready for more. You are ready for more breakthroughs, more business contracts. So anytime God blesses you, take something out. He said, Lord, I'm giving this. Maybe the church may need an oil. Oil, what's going to measure oil back on to Neguso? It's all about to back on but imagine if there was no money we reap all your good so bring in all your tithe and offerings into the storehouse into the store which is the storehouse the whole way break your tithe all those who came to testify there's a financial breakthrough without giving God your tithe and no 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 Yamuzu, no open heavens for you so that there will be enough food in my house and the Bible says prove me now and see tell somebody God is expecting you to give when he blesses you tell somebody God is expecting you to give when he blesses you Proverbs 11 24 if God blesses you by air condition so when, when I'm preaching I don't feel heat I can feel chilling that's why I'm standing here my God and I see God raising some billionaires here Hey, receive it all. Go and erase some people's name from the Bible. Their names are in the Bible because they did things for their names to be recorded. Even Jesus told the woman who poured the oil at his feet, he said, for this thing you have done, your name and your record will always be mentioned. So her name has been recorded in heaven. <laughs> Give me an NLT, NLT, be quick. Though there are those who generously scatter abroad and yet increase more. That simply means those who give always have more. Tell somebody, givers never lack. And in this church, if you are not a giver, don't expect to receive anything from God. Yeah. The church was sitting on people gave and we bought it. If not for that, can you not form? My God, say my God. It is possible to give freely and become more wealthy. 
The world will tell you to save more and to have more. But the Bible says, when you give freely, you have more. How does it happen? That you take 100 Ghana out and the Bible says you have more. But we've seen God confirm his words more and more and more and more. Listen. But those who are stingy will lose every... Exodus 25 verse 2. Let me give you scriptures to back give it. It is possible to give freely and be worthy. How many of you want to change levels today in your finances? My brother, are you getting me? You must change levels. By... Tell the people of Israel that everyone who wants to bring me an offering, verse 3. Here is the list of items you may accept on my behalf. That means that God does not force us to give, but if you are willing to give, these are the things God is demanding from you to give. He says, on my behalf, give the, receive gold, silver, and bronze. We don't just give anything to God in an offering goal. Listen, if you are giving to God, you must know that you are giving to a God who is not a beggar, by a God who can multiply what you are giving to him. Verse 4. Why should they give? Verse 4. Look at, okay, verse 4. They should give purple, blue. That is why sometimes, when you, you see, I told you God is like a girl. You see, don't say, eh, man, they are not grateful. But sometimes, eh, their taste is different from your taste. When you buy them a wig, don't buy 200 Ghana. Don't buy it at all if they have money. Scarlet, fine linen, goat hair for cloth, huh? Tain ram skin. Only look at what the things God is demanding. That people should come and give it to him. So some of you, God can demand that you should give your car out. You should give your time out. Yeah, some of you, you'll be giving cars out. Yeah. I want the people of Israel to build me a sacred residence where I can live among them. So the reason why they are giving all these things so that there can be enough money, enough cement, enough iron rod, so that they can go at a proper bread. So we don't give for the pastor to do well. Yes, it is. There's a place in giving where you give to your pastor. But today I'm talking about giving so that there can be enough things in the house of God. So the reason why God will bless you and I so that we can be a blessing to his house. And today lift up your hands. Say, Father, bless me to be a blessing. The, Numbers chapter 28 verse 1. The Lord said to Moses, uh -huh, give this instruction to the people of Hopewell Revival Church. The offerings you present to me by fire on the altar are my food. So offerings are food God eats. Ah, did I say it? Let's read one to go. So the off imagine giving God one city to buy food. The offerings they give at the altar are my and they are pleasing to me. See to it that they are brought at the appointed times and offered according to my instruction. You don't give because God is begging you. You give because to you it is a privilege to give. Lift up your hands and thank God. Close your eyes. One. How many of you have been blessed by the word? And how many of you know what God is expecting of you? He's expecting you to pray, serve, have time, obey, give. Tell somebody, give. And brother, start giving, eh? Start giving to God. Start giving to God. Lift up your hands and talk to God. Talk to God as we close. I can't hear you.
you are here, you are not serious with God, you want to make it right with God, you want to say, man of God, I realize that I'm very far from God and I really want to make it right with God. Give me a wave, I don't want to pray for you. Give me a wave. You are here, you are not serious with God. Give me a wave, just wave your hands. You want to make it right with God. You realize that the presence of God is so mighty on us ministry. And today God wants to make, give me a wave, just wave. I want to pray for you. Wave, 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 wave. You feel like God is talking to you. You want to make it right. Come. Be quick. Run to me. You want to reconnect to God. Can you lift up your hands? Say with me, Father. Thank you for this opportunity to reconnect to you. Forgive my sins and write my name in the book of life. Today, I mention your full name. I come to you just as I am. Wash me with your blood. Forgive my sins and write my name in the book of life. Thank you, Jesus, for this opportunity. In Jesus' name, amen. Can we celebrate them as they God bless you for listening to this message. May your life never be the same as you have connected to the word of God through his servant, Pastor Charles Inyaba. Connect with the man of God on Facebook and Instagram at Inyaba Charles.